Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession. Cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called ya. I'm talking about nostalgia. And this is where I wanna be. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Gimme. I'm your host, Kathleen DeMarle. Uh, I feel like I don't need to say resident horse girl anymore because I assume everybody knows that about me at this point. I'm very excited to have on this week's guest. She's super funny. She's been a comic in residence at the Comedy Studio. She's been in the Women in Comedy Festival. Uh, We have on Kendra Landsberg this week. Hi, Kendra. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How's uh, How's your quarantine going? Oh, uh, fine, fine. My birthday's next week, so. Uh, <laughs> what are you birthday, gonna do? I probably cry. I get really emotional around my birthday. Can you see my eyes? They're so fluffy. Oh my god. <laughs> um, no, it's been fine. Productive the first few months. Unproductive the past two months. Yeah. Have you been working from home for the most part? Yeah, I have been. Um. I don't know when I'm going back, probably soon, but I think only a couple days a week. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly feel like your office though is kind of cursed because I feel like I remember you telling me about like a, like a, a bug infestation there. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, like, I you're like quit after that. I was like, F them. I'm never working. You're like, I'm emotional because my birthday's coming up. And then I'm like, remember the You're like, bed remember bugs? The bed bugs? <laughs> so when I originally messaged you about doing this and I asked you what your childhood obsession was, you, you originally said it was not talking. Oh, yeah. I didn't talk as a kid. Was that because you were like shy or was it because you had a lot of like siblings or? It probably has something to do with the fact that I'm crying today. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I didn't talk at all. But when I, so I'm the third of the six. So when I wasn't talking, you know, there's only four to five of us. Because my youngest brother, the sixth one, he wasn't born until I was seven. Oh, Wait. Okay. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we're seven years apart. So, no. I love how you looked at me for confirmation. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, right. I don't know your sibling. You were in 94 and I'm 87. Okay. No, uh, no, it just had to do with my mom's like, you, you were, you were shy. You were like, I went to a special education preschool. Okay. If you look it up, their focus is autism. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't talk like at all. My mom and dad say I barely talked at home too. Yeah. So all my obsessions were very internal. Sure. <laughs> I didn't necessarily express my love for anything. Well, you know. I still have trouble doing that, you know, so. That's fine. I mean, but you do stand-up comedy now. You talk now, so. I know. Man, early intervention works. Look at me. You also said that you, that your other obsession as a kid was to hide from your family. 
Oh, yeah, I probably did say that. I remember I did used to hide in the woods between our house and the neighbor's house. Not the real woods, because, like, we live on a dead-end dirt road, so there's, like, the real woods on two sides of our house, and then the dirt road in front of our house when there's, like, a little wood plot between. <laughs> oh, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I remember I used to hide in there when my sisters were looking for me. why just to be like difficult or something or well like our house wasn't that big it looks like it's like kind of one and a half stories I don't know how to explain it it like like a split level kind of like yeah our upstairs is only like half a floor (laughs) so there wasn't that much like our house isn't big enough for eight people so there was like no privacy and especially as I got a little older you were just like I need space I need to get away yeah especially when you're like an 11 year old who's starting her period and to have feelings like you just want to get away from your seven and nine year old sisters yeah Mm -hmm. that's fair I get that okay so so you're you have five siblings I do yeah I'm the third and you're the third of okay so the real thing you said that you were obsessed with the Spice Girls Oh, I did say that. Oh, yeah, you yeah. said the Spice Girls, E.T. and e. The Little Mermaid. Yeah, the E.T. and Little Mermaid is what I came on saying. Oh, we'll probably talk about that. But you're right. I was obsessed with the Spice Girls. And that was an outward obsession because I was a little more social at that age. And I played okay. with my cousin and my sisters. And we used to perform the Spice Girls. Do you want to guess which Spice Girl I was? Oh, no. Were you Baby Spice? No, that was my baby sister. <laughs> I was Ginger. I was Jerry Hallowell. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, so yeah. did you guys, like, choreograph dances and stuff? We did. Okay, so last week, where was I? I was in, um, for what store we were in, but do you know the song Stop by the Spice Girls? Yeah. Okay, so that was on. And I turn around, it's like the first um, verse, and I turn around to my boyfriend, I go, I know the dance to this, do you want to see? And he just stared at me, and then the chorus came on, because it's a very simple dance, and I did it all in the store. Do you remember the words? <laughs> I don't. I, I remember, like, dancing to some, because I grew up in the Spice Girl era, too. I remember dancing to some of their stuff, but it was not well choreographed. Oh, yeah. No, their dances were not well choreographed. I don't think any of them really got in because they're good dancers. No, definitely not. Um, No, stop was very simple. It was like, stop right now. Thank you very much. (laughs) And then you put your hands down to your side. I need somebody with a human touch. It was really simple. So I remember that dance. Here we are. And was your boyfriend, like, was your boyfriend embarrassed or is he used to this? I think he was impressed. I think he was, like, turned on. He probably has a thing (laughs) for Ginger or something. (laughs) I think I really impressed with that DSW, you know? Oh, yeah. Did you uh, see the Spice Girl movies? There was only one, right? I thought there were two. I thought there was a second one. Maybe I'm... The first one was, like, really bad. Yeah. They tried but, to, yeah, they tried to jump that van over the bridge. That's the only part I remember. Yeah, and there was, like, aliens. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Which, like, you think I would like aliens because I loved E.T. That was my first big obsession. Um, but, how? Yeah. 
how old were you when you got into ET? Oh, I was young. So there's like pictures of me. So my family recognized that I really like two things, ET and the little mermaid. So I have pictures of me from when I was two. Cause I was a big, I was like a big kid. I was always a taller, bigger kid. And so I had like a ET stuffed animal that was like half the size of my body. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember my aunt Karen bless her soul, got me like an ET stuffed animal. And I think she also recorded E because this is how I had ET on video. She recorded it off the TV. So oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. E. love Karen. <laughs> so did you just yeah. like watch ET on repeat as a kid? Was that, or like, I don't know. I just remember like loving it. Like it was my favorite movie. I think I loved it before the little mermaid. Okay. I mean, timeline wise that probably makes sense well yeah i was born in 87 i think the little mermaid came out oh in 89 89 yeah is it really that old Mm -hmm. i thought it came out in the 90s oh wow yeah it came out in 89 so yeah i probably i probably didn't see it till i like 1990 when i was three yeah Yeah, but i like love those movies i was actually just talking about et with somebody and there because et well the the family that et stays with like they always had a fun house yeah and i think when i got a little older and would watch et i loved that the older brother had like all these friends he was like so cool and he had friends over for pizza but the little brother didn't really have any friends that's something oh. i recognized oh my god so fun. how bad is it that i've never seen et you haven't I've never seen ET. Maybe like a couple minutes. I've never seen it. Oh man, it's a classic. I know. I should. I should see it. I. I mean, I think everybody I know has probably seen it. I'm like one of the. And few it's who like has one it. of. I think it's Drew Barrymore's first movie. Yeah, it's what got her into that. Uh, drugs. And, yeah, I was going to say know. drugs and dark times. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. There's so many good like lines from it, like Elliot, Elliot. I love saying that to people, Elliot. And then ET phone home. Like, yeah, there's so many. Did you ever, okay. So you were also into the little mermaid that came out. Like you said, you probably watched that in round three. Or four, yeah, four. yeah. Yeah. So my first day of preschool, my first day of no special ed preschool oh my god yeah um there's a picture of me and I'm wearing a little mermaid outfit with little mermaid shoes I know it's probably from Kmart but it was quite the look um and then on my way to school because this guy Jack used to pick me up in a van yep and bring me to my school and I threw up on myself on the way to school (gasps) on the first day yeah I remember throwing up all over that little mermaid outfit that's one of my earliest memories is because on my birthday's in August, so like I had just turned three, and I remember pulling up to school and the teachers opening the van and they were like, "Oh," because I was in the back with just with vomit like, all vomit over me. Yeah. Oh god. My mom says it's because I get really car sick, but it also had to do with the fact that I was going to be around people. <laughs> yeah. If you're nervous, that's like that makes sense, and if you get yeah. sick, that's like a double whammy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so like I I love I still to this day like love both those movies, Little Mermaids, definitely the best Disney movie ever. Really? Oh yeah, and like with all my nieces and nephews because I have four of them now, I always sing to them part of your world. Oh, oh, that's cute. 
Yeah, it's a good song to sing them to sleep. Did you ever like dress up as any of the Little Mermaid or ET characters for like Halloween or anything? No, we're not like really. Big. Halloween's expensive, you know. That's so true. It was yeah. like the the cheapest costume. I remember we got this one witch costume on like super clearance. It must have been like after Halloween. And then I wore it like a couple of years in a row. And then after fifth grade, I don't think I dressed up. Yeah. Because I didn't have any friends to go out with. Like in middle school, you had to go out with friends, you know, and I didn't have. Yeah. Well, because like at that age, like you're not going around with your parents anymore. So. Yeah, we lived like in the woods. Like people didn't trick or treat in our neighborhood. They went to other neighborhoods. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, do you still like? Do you own either of the movies like on DVD or like? Well, I don't even have a DVD player. R.I.P. DVD player. That's true. DVDs Um, are like old, dead. Yeah. So, oh my god, I would have to get Disney Plus to watch Little Mermaid. I remember I was going to buy the Little Mermaid for my niece when I saw it because she speaks French okay and I found it in like French in Switzerland when I was there but it was like a million dollars because Switzerland's so expensive and then I was like I don't love you that much so I didn't get it for her no I love her but I just didn't have that money then E.T. I I watched it recently I watched it a few times in the past few years but I don't remember if it was like on tv or what, or if it was on Netflix. Yeah, you have to watch E.T. I know. I, I was, like, thinking to myself, I was like, do I even say this? Like, I've never seen this movie. I, oh, I've come yeah. to the realization I haven't seen a lot of movies. <laughs> it's such a good story about, like, you know, a lonely boy who finds a friend in an alien who's lost from his home. And there's this, there's, like, a couple really weird scenes in the movie that as an adult, I still have trouble understanding. And as a kid, I was just like, I don't get it. Like, Elliot, that's the main boy, um, played by Henry Thomas, I think is his name. And he, like, lets all the frogs out in science class. And and then he, he, like, pushes this kid to the ground and stands up on the kid so he can kiss the really tall girl in his class. The girl's probably, like, your height, and they're, like, in sixth grade. (laughs) what and the girl's like this really blonde pretty girl and so he stands on this boy that's on the ground so he can kiss the really pretty girl in his class and it always bothered me because I was like she's way too tall for you so I think like as a kid I've always had this bias against short men that's I mean (laughs) that's fair I have that bias now still so you gotta watch the scene the kissing scene in science class why does he knock over the frogs well it's like it's because I think he um why? Yeah, that's a good question. Why does he knock over the frogs? To create a distraction or something? I think he's just like against them being captive or something. He has this awakening. Like E.T. causes the awakening. Yeah. Something E.T. That's a good question. Now I forget. I'm going to have to watch it. I'll have to watch it like tomorrow or something like that. And then circle back and be like, oh, it's an underlying metaphor or something. Yeah, yeah. I know E.T. starts, like, mess around with things using his alien magic. Or, like, I don't, I wouldn't say magic, maybe powers. Yeah. Um, So were your siblings, like, were any of them into the same, like, E.T. or the Spice Girls or... Spice Girls, yeah. Spice Girls, my two younger sisters were. Not my older sister, but my two younger sisters were. Because we would, um, when we'd go down to all... So we're, like, 
kind of like we were kind of like country kids then we'd go to my grandma's who lived in albany okay she lived like in the very urban part of albany and uh, my cousin lived down the street and we used to like walk over there it was like so badass us, us little like rural How were you? um well my grandma died when i was 10 so i was like young been, like seven to well what the spice girls came out i think in like 96 was one of their first yeah. so 96 97 um so we'd like go to my cousin's house and she had a swimming pool and we'd always like practice in the swimming pool and then we'd put on shows for her parents I think as they were getting drunk or something oh and my, my grandma we probably put on shows for my grandma too and um, she wore hearing aids so she probably just like turned them off <laughs> yeah that's funny like she did at church she'd just turn off her hearing aids and sit there so she couldn't hear I know like one of the girls that I was close friends with growing up, her mom wouldn't let her listen to the Spice Girls because she thought it was like a bad influence on women. Oh my God, it's all about being friends with women. (laughs) And then that girl turned into like the biggest slut. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Her mom was just asking her to be one. That song was like, their their music's all about well, some of their songs were all about like being friends with each other. Yeah, I felt I don't ever think that the '90s, like most of those groups, it was like before the era, at least in my opinion, of like I don't think they ever really had songs about like catching dick or anything. Like, I well, all right, their second single to become one. Or no, it was their third single. Okay. That was a little, uh, that was a little sexy. And their music video was sexy too. Oh. Um, Cause it's, I need some love. Like I never needed love before. I want to make love to you, baby. Maybe I had grown out of them at that point. I know I was no like, really way. into their like, first album. That was the first album. That was the first album. Mm-hmm. I just blacked that part out. And the music video, it had all these, like, street, like, city lights. They were in the city. I don't know if they are supposed to be in London or New York. Um, no, that was, that was a sexy song. I'll give it to that mom. But still, all their other music was great. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember, like, her mom wouldn't let her go to the movie because she thought that, it, like, the whole thing was wild. <laughs> oh, you know what? They did dress really skimpy. But, like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I don't even think we grew up in a conservative town, so I'm not entirely sure what her reasoning was, but uh, she would come over to my house and my parents would still like, we would listen to the Spice Girls, but like, if yeah, I were there, not, not allowed. Yeah. They have a song in their first album called Mama, where they sing to their moms. <laughs> Mama, I love you. Like, come on. This woman's awful. I bet she freaking votes for Trump. I bet she, like, would never vote for a woman. I bet she hates Elizabeth Warren. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It was wild to me. Uh, And I'm trying to think, like, why I wasn't... I don't know if E.T. was just before my time, so we weren't allowed to watch it. Well, it was, like, before my time. It's from the early 80s. I think it's from 82. Yeah, I guess I'm surprised because that was like a Steven Spielberg movie. So I'm surprised uh-huh. we didn't like see it. We were big into like Disney movies and it sounds like you liked The Little Mermaid, but w- did you like any other Disney movies or like was that it? Yeah, yeah. We, 
let's see the big ones my house the little mermaid and then well that was for me i feel like it wasn't big with my little siblings though and then aladdin yeah. lion king beauty and the beast i think beauty and the beast came after little mermaid yeah that's that sounds right aladdin lion king and i feel like after the lion king though there really wasn't anything no not for a long time yeah I mean, I think, I'm trying to think when Mulan came out, but I also don't think that that was like one of my favorites either. No, I, I never, I don't think I ever watched it at home. I think I watched it like at a cousin's house or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I'm noticing a theme. Did you just like redheads as a kid? Cause you were like Ginger Spice. You liked Little Mermaid. I also did have hooked up with the redhead. He's my neighbor. Um, <laughs> no, I I don't. But you know, maybe I was ginger because, like, in the summer, my hair gets like red-ish highlights and blonde. Okay. No, I think I just liked her the best. She was, and then she quit. She was a quitter, and then she like betrayed me. Who? Do you remember uh, ginger. ginger? Yeah. Well. Oh, when she quit, I was so sad. I was like in the sixth grade because like the Spice Girls. <laughs> reminds me of like being in Albany at my grandma's hanging out with my cousin and my sisters yeah then my grandma died like in the beginning of fifth grade so 97 and then Jerry Ginger left the band I think in like 98 so it was like an end of an era for me and then I remember we got cable like in 99 we finally got cable and TRL was becoming a thing and I remember the Spice Girls debuted their first song without Ginger, and I was like devastated because <laughs> it was it wasn't good. They were never the same without her. And well, they did a reunion tour recently, though, didn't they? Yeah. Did, was she in the reunion tour? She no. She she actually recently said she regrets leaving. Well, and do you like, remember? Yeah, you ruined my childhood. You ruined <laughs> my. Do you remember her reasoning for leaving? I think she wanted to pursue a solo career. Yeah, but that clearly didn't pan out. No, it didn't. And she like dyed her hair blonde. Because I think she is a natural blonde, like a strawberry blonde. And then she like went blonde again. And it's like, no, girl, we like you for your red hair. Like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can't change that iconic look. It's like when Felicity, when Carrie Russell chopped her hair off in the TV show Felicity, then the ratings went down. It's like crazy. Is that real? Yeah, the ratings went down after she cut her hair. She like popped it. Um, No, she left. She broke my heart, but she came back. They always come back. Okay, when they were, did they ever tour in the U.S.? They must have. Yeah, no, they have. They usually go to like Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. And it's like a bazillion dollars and it sells out right away. I do have to bring this up. It's not related to any of these three obsessions, but I did an episode with Emily Raskowski and a concert that you guys went to together got brought up. O-Town? Yeah, and she was telling me that it was, like, bad, that, like, it was at a bar and the TVs were on and, like, was was it that bad? That was one, that was a moment of my life where I said, what the fuck are we all doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, what is everyone doing? What are we doing with our, like, what, why do I do comedy? Like, who cares? This is also stupid. Um, 
so I was a huge O-Town fan. O-Town, and they didn't come out till I was in, I think seventh or eighth grade making the band. I think seventh grade making the band was on. So then in eighth grade, they were finally a band and they had their season two. And I, I loved O-Town. I, I rooted for them, but the boy band phase was ending and, and Lou Pearlman dicked them over and stuff. So when I saw they reunited, I was like, oh my God, of course I'm going to go support them. And I went to all their concerts around here. Um, they come to Boston or the Boston area like once a year for the past probably four or five years now. Yeah. And they did a show up in Lowell. <laughs> that should have been the first sign. And it was at a bar yeah. on a Sunday night during football season and all the TVs were on, all of them. <laughs> and the bar, the, the venue was like in an L shape. So they're performing at like the back of the L okay. and, um, we were in the back. We stayed in the back and the, the concert ended when Trevor said, I'm tired. Can we stop now? <laughs> and, and people just kept like turning around and watching the TVs. Like there's, they had the, the football game projected on the back wall. So like the, the football players were larger than, you know, O-Town. It was so sad. I was like, you guys need to stop. This is my fourth or fifth time seeing you guys since you've reunited. You haven't changed your set. You do the same dance moves. You do like you haven't done anything. It's not like you're doing an acoustic version of something now. And it sounds like they're they were like maybe slowly going to worse venues. Oh yeah, yeah. Because when they first came, they went to um, what's the venue on Com Ave? um oh my god the paradise Paradise. rock club yeah yeah and then they went to brighton music hall so that's set down but then they came back again on a y2k tour which was with 98 degrees dream do you remember the girl group dream yeah and then uh ryan cabrera i think there was someone else too and that was at uh that was at house of blues so then they stepped up a yeah, uh, but, but they were with like other notable bands. It was ninety like degrees. They were the draw. Like most people yeah, yeah. ninety eight degrees. And then um when they came back again, it was oh no, they went to some place like New Bedford no. that I didn't make it to. Oh, and then they went to sorry, I forgot one. Emily okay. and I first went to go see them together in Salisbury Beach. Why? That's so weird. It was. So at this small, smaller venue, I heard it's great for comedy, but you know, this is a boy band who had a number two hit single. And then the next time they're in Lowell and I was like, that's it. I was like, I'm done. When you say they went to Salisbury beach, are you saying that they did it at the winner's circle? No, No, they did it. I was like, what? No, no, they did it at, um, it's like ocean not ocean state job lots but something like that okay it was like a venue okay yeah it's right on the water i just can't imagine like because emily also said that they like had tickets to pay vip to be on stage with them yeah they were just you know grabbing money and there are some sad hussies who paid that i mean how many people were attending this concert like not i would say there's maybe a hundred people there insane that's like that you got to wrap it up at that point or you got to get yeah. a manager you know I was like this reunion's over it's uh-huh. over it was it was so sad I felt so sad I felt I was like we're all 
meaningless. Like none of us matter. This is pathetic. Like we should all be volunteering or something. <laughs> but then it, it made me sad because I was like, they need to call it quits. Yeah. And they don't recognize that. And then I was like, well, when will I, I'll need to call it quits someday in comedy. And I was like, will I be able to recognize? Well, That's I, would, I mean, I would hope that if you were suddenly like performing at I'm, well, I mean, we perform, well, I already like, do we, perform at those venues. <laughs> I was like digging myself into a hole and I was like, if you perform at a venue like that, and then I was like, fuck, we With perform at those on, all yeah, the time. Yeah. I have. Usually I can get people to turn off the TV. So I guess I have more power than no. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I remember I performed on Super Bowl Sunday a few years ago and I was shocked that they like turned the TVs off. So, you know, hmm. maybe we have it better than O-Town. Yeah. We do. So that was the saddest concert I've ever been to. That was like the end of my obsession. I was like, you were a different girl at 12 to 14. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is, and it's such a bummer because if you were a kid growing up in that generation, there were all these great concerts, but like you were under your parents' like decisions if you could go or afford to go or not. Yeah. And so now all these people are doing these reunion tours and it's so exciting because you have your own money and you can go. Exactly. And then to hear that it's like a bad experience like that is like yeah. very unfortunate. The first two concerts I went to of theirs, it was really good. Yeah. Um, but then they just like didn't change anything. And I'm like, come on, it's the same. You think you made new fans during these four years of reunions? It's the same girls coming to see you. And you're literally even doing some of the sets in the same order. Like, okay, we get it. You open up with Liquid Dreams and you guys think it's a hack song, which it is. And you guys don't take it seriously. And you're doing this dance and like, come on, stop. Yeah. And they even do the same gimmicks, like where they, they have one song. These are the days where they take people's cell phones. They do like selfies on the cell phones. So it's like, no, this is not a fifth concert I've gone to where you're doing that. This isn't fresh anymore. <sighs> it sounds like they are really just grabbing at money. Yeah, it sounds and, like... like Lou Pearlman, may he burn in hell, but maybe he was the best thing to ever happen. Wait, oh, because he, uh, I forgot that he, he was associated with them too. He made them and like robbed them of all their money. Yeah, well, it sounds like he did that with kind of like a lot of groups. Yeah, yeah, and touched boys, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> were there other like bands or TV shows that you were really into when you were a kid? Well, my first love ever was um, Doogie Howser. Oh, yeah. My cousin, my older cousins who are like 10 years older than me still make fun of me to this day because when I was a kid, I like thought I was going to marry Doogie. Doogie Howser. We Not all Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, no, no, no. I know what you mean. Doogie Howser, child doctor. Okay. I go with the doctors, not gay actors. So... <laughs> I, he was my first, I like love Doogie Howser, but like, I don't really recall it, but I think, I think the reason why people really dwell on maybe some of the things I liked in my childhood is because I didn't speak much. So when I did speak, it had a lot of value <laughs> and oh, when I really sure. told people that I love Doogie Howser and I was going to marry him. They're like, this mute girl's weird. <laughs> um oh so you'd so, like be real quiet and then you just like say one line you're like I'm gonna marry Doogie Howser and they're like yeah. oh okay and then my other ugh, I loved her she was such an idol to me 
was um, Mariah Carey. Yeah. But once Heartbreaker came out, I was like, oh, this bitch is losing it. And then she did. And then, like, she, I feel like she went, like, straight psycho. Well, not psycho, but, like, she's definitely a diva or something. Yeah, diva. And then she was, like, thought she was all hip-hop, and I don't think it works for her. I think she Mm -hmm. needs to be singing ballads, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember watching a video of, like, someone having to carry her down, like, the stairs at a concert and I was just like she can't even do this for herself anymore yeah yeah she's she's something she's not a very humble person but um, I loved I loved her actually we just listened to her like a month ago here we were putting on some of her older songs she was great have you been listening to a lot of throwbacks and like stuff like that in quarantine or not really no not at all oh well I did find that Dewey Hauser is on Hulu Oh, okay. My friend just gave me her Hulu password. So I did watch a couple episodes one night. I was like, oh, he's so not my type anymore. (laughs) He was cute. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, how old is he supposed to be in that show? Like 13 or something? He's old enough to drive. He drives himself to work. So that's cool. Um, I think he's like 16. Huh. No, I don't think they'd, you know, let a doctor serve you if you can't drive no he drove though so that's good there are some real life doogie housers out there too there are people that are trying that try to be doctors that are like children and you're like this is not legal i know what if like your gynecologist was a 16 year old boy uh hard pass (laughs) i think i had like an obgyn appointment once where they're like we have uh, intern from the local high school and I was like mm, high school. not even that like no yeah um what that's crazy high school yeah they were like is it okay if she comes in and I was like I'd rather not oh I always let them come in I'm I like just, yeah bring them in <laughs> I just well it would have been fine if she but then she was like yeah she's a, a high school sophomore I was like and she wants to no wow yeah 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 it was a little weird but i mean you know good to start your career goals early i guess yeah i had my doctor asked if it was okay if her um i think it was like a college intern she might have been the pre-med or the start it was the start of her med rotations and she was like do you mind if she comes in i was like bring her in this is gonna be real gross because i had an abscess on my on my vulva and she's like, I don't know what to do. Can you go see your gynecologist? I was like, yeah, I'm going there tomorrow. But I thought this was Ooh. like urgent. She's like, Ugh. she That's was, I, I really, you know, tricked her. She didn't know. She didn't know. And then her interns there like, <laughs> oh God. yeah. Wow. But then my gynecologist looked at it. She's like, oh, that's nasty. I was like, I know. <laughs> it popped. I just had to sit in the bathtub for a few days. Jesus. Yeah. They both said, don't shave. We shouldn't shave. They're like, just don't, don't shave. Girls shouldn't shave. We should never shave. Uh, Men. Well, men dictate a lot of things, unfortunately. No, they're like, yeah, don't shave, only trim. They didn't say it was caused by shaving, but they're like, you know. But they're like, yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) That was a little off topic, but that's fine. 
Yeah, so I couldn't imagine Doogie Howser coming in and looking at on my vulva. He would have no. been like, he probably would have been real confident. Yeah, so. well, he would have, but like in yeah. real life, there's no way that, I mean, yeah, that would be hard for a 16-year-old who isn't a real doctor. Right, it would have been a fun science experiment, but yeah. <laughs> what else was I going to ask you? Okay, you didn't talk a lot as a kid, but then when you... You, did you talk about like E.T. and the Little Mermaid to your family? Yeah, I must. Uh, well, I must have expressed my wants and desires because <laughs> my my parents both will say you you talked very little at home. Like I didn't talk at all when yeah. I went public, but at home I talked very little until I was five. And once I turned five, I started talking a little more at home, but I was still like pretty in school for like many yeah. years. Yeah. I did until like 10th grade. <laughs> Really? I'm well. Like there was stages. I think fifth grade I came out a little more. Sixth and seventh grade, like worst years of my K through twelve life. I hated it. Yeah. Fucking Spice Girls, just ugh. And then eighth grade, I think I came out a little more. And then um, tenth grade, I got like really pretty. So all this broke up. And you're like, I just started talking. Yeah, and then I started talking. I mean, seventh grade, I think is rough for like, that's that time. That's like rough for a lot of people. I don't think I talked much in seventh grade either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate, oh my God, sixth grade. I hated worst years. And then seventh grade was right behind it. We had to take, um, this sounds really tacky. We had to take ballroom dancing class in sixth (gasps) grade. Oh my God. Why would they do that? We, we did square dancing in elementary school and it was always like oh you don't wanna you, you would do this thing like always pretend that the boys were gross yeah but that was how it was in sixth grade then you had to like pick partners which was super awkward because like they made you pick partners you had like the guys had to ask the girls and the girls had to ask the guys and it was like always like well who's gonna get there were like three hot guys and like that was it and then Oh my God. Who was this in phys ed? No, this was, maybe it wasn't like required, but it was like an after school activity. I think it was on like Friday nights or something, but I want to say that like 80% of the class was enrolled in it. It was like once or twice a month. You had to get dressed. You had to get dressed up. I remember one time I was wearing a skirt and I went to the bathroom during the middle of the like ballroom dancing and I came back and I had tucked oh, no. my skirt into my underwear and like nobody told me. Oh, Those years were so bad. I yeah. get it. I wouldn't have wanted to talk when I was in sixth and seventh grade at all. But was there an even amount of people, like boys and girls? Where you? I guys- mean, there must have been or like they would have... Maybe they had people rotate. I just remember it was in our cafeteria and they like cleared out all the like cafeteria tables. But yeah. There would still be like scraps of food and shit. Like they didn't yeah. like always clean up the floor. It was gross. Wow. We had school dances in middle school. They were like every other Friday or something. And it was like the cafeteria was kind of place to hang. And then the gym is where the dances were. Yeah. And, um, I didn't go, I never went in sixth grade, but then in seventh grade, I finally went. I like went, and I think it might've been, maybe my parents knew about it. Maybe they asked, like something made me go. And was, that, uh, 
Like, did your siblings go to that kind of stuff too or no? No. See, I'm definitely like the first, unless I'm teaching, Ashley might, my two older siblings definitely didn't like lead the way. Like, I definitely know that I was the first to go to prom. Yeah. Neither of them went to prom. But I remember in seventh and eighth grade going to these dances, like I probably went to 20 of them and I was never asked to dance. (laughs) I get it. I mean, I yeah. I totally get it. I think I went like I got jokingly asked to somebody else's uh, prom like as yeah. a jo- like as a prank. And um I wasn't allowed to like go to prom other like I I wasn't allowed to go to the date. I went stag and I was like maybe that guy that I'm into will ask me to dance. And then like that never happened. It just Oh, this was at prom. Yeah, prom oh, okay. was rough. Yeah, my problem is like that re- that redhead <laughs> asked me really early on, so I was taken. Oh, for prom, okay. yeah. And everyone else got dates, and then a month before prom, he ditched me, and then I went with a rapist. So, oh my god, yeah. He's I'm assuming that he became a convicted rapist after. Like, he's not convicted because he does things creepy and manipulative. Oh, shit. He passed out from alcohol. And anyway, Redhead and all the other losers from home know of this, and they're still friends with my prom date. So suck a dick, everyone from Olsen Spa. <laughs> not everyone, but some people. This Just do that, as a, do that as a sound clip, and I can share it. Suck a dick. <laughs> you all know. You all know what this Matt kid has done to numerous women, yet you're all still friends with him. Okay. Uh, wait, you're from upstate New York, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're near – did you grow up near Saratoga Springs? Oh, yeah. I'm, like, pretty much almost lived in Saratoga. We're, they're the next town over. I'm, like, seven minutes away from the racetrack. Yeah. I feel like you mentioned something about like being near the track or something. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I've been to that track a couple times. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've been to the track too many nope. times. Like well, I, I've been, there's a bunch of OTVs, which is off track betting. There's like little rooms all around New York state where you just go in and you, you bet and they're sad. They're so sad. Yeah, but my, they are. Um, there's some gambling addicts in my family. So I've spent a fair amount of time at many of the racetracks, both on and off uh, track. <laughs> so, wait, ooh. as a kid, as a kid too, like were you just hanging oh, out yeah. with your family and so, yeah? No, not my family. More some of my siblings and my dad. Got it. Got it. <laughs> when my mom was at work, you know. One of my uh, aunts started working at a, at the racetrack, and I think she did it because she was like really into betting. I'm not sure, but she worked up at the Saratoga racetrack for a while. Oh, well, you're not supposed to bet while you're working. She might not have bet. I don't think she bet while she was working, but I think she, like, was there and, like, I don't know. She just said she liked the environment, and I was like, I think you mean you like to gamble. Yeah. It is a it is an interesting environment, though, the the actual, like, the big racetrack. Yeah. Um, there's – I hate – we're not the type of racetrack that you come in and wear – fancy hats and stuff but there are people who do that and I'm always like you douchebag like go back to Long Island you know like get well, out they see the Kentucky Derby and they just assume every yeah. track's like that and I don't know if you if you ever went to Suffolk Downs while it was open down here no it's like real dirty and yeah. sad yeah like, you would not wear a big hat there that's yeah sure. 
also I think the big hat people they sit in their the like club ha- or like the the stands you know where everyone else is general admission so yeah, yeah. we don't mingle with the hat people no frankly I don't want to no no <laughs> Well, I think we're wrapping up. I feel like we ended up diving into O-Town more than E.T. and uh, The Little Mermaid, but... Freaking O-Town. I mean, I had to follow up because Emily just made it sound like such a horrible concert experience. It was sad. I was, like, really sad that night. Like, a sadness I've never felt. <laughs> oh, my God. I've brought up too many, like, sad topics on uh, today. If only O-Town knew how sad they made me. I have a platform to tell them. <laughs> you can't tour anymore if TVs are on. Like, you can't. If you're competing with NFL at your own concert, quit. Sounds like you should be their new manager. You have, you have the skills to get TVs turned off at comedy shows. I mean. Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, actually, that was one question I was going to ask that I, I I forgot. So, like, did any of these obsessions, uh, probably more like the Spice Girls and O-Town, but, but maybe the other two, did they have any weight into, like, you wanting to do comedy at all? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't even remember why I wanted to do comedy anymore. It's I think it was just people, there was a couple people who were like, oh, you're funny, which isn't, something I was like ah, me actually no I take that back about people not always saying that but people were like you're funny have you ever thought of doing comedy I think okay. there was just like a couple of people that said that and I was like oh huh? sure <laughs> like if, if those people didn't say that I would have never oh my god no I would have well, never yeah because it's interesting because you're so like you said you were a really quiet kid so to like do comedy but also I think comedy like stand-up especially is a very like it's not as outwardly of a process as people think it is. Like, I think a lot of yeah. comics are pretty quiet people, personally. Yeah, I was. I'm not that quiet. Sometimes people say I am quiet or I can be quiet. But, um, yeah, I'm not very quiet anymore. Thanks, New Meadow Preschool. <laughs> I didn't talk for my first two years. And my parents were like, and then you just didn't shut up after yeah. that. Well, it took like 15 years till I reached that point, but uh, yeah, look at me now, making up for lost time. Yeah. Uh, Kendra, do you have anything that you want to plug before the end of the show here? Well, you can catch me at, oh no, just kidding, that comedy show just got canceled because of Triple E. So no, I don't have any comedy shows coming up. Um, I'll probably be crying through September because I hate this time of the year, but oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, did you really have a show canceled because of Triple E? Yeah. Oh God. Cause it's... it was an outdoor show. Yeah. Yeah. So, that you sucks. know, bug spray at comedy shows. Remember there's numerous viruses out there that can kill us. So be careful. Eek. Wash your hands, wear protective clothing, wear bug spray. Wear a mask. Don't leave your house. Stay in the basement. I don't know. But no, I have nothing I want to plug ever. Like, All right. Thanks for doing the pod. Everybody, I have been Kathleen DeMarley. You've been listening to The Gimme. Please um, subscribe to us wherever you find podcasts. Um, Google Play, Stitcher, 
Oh God, Apple Podcasts. And uh, please remember to rate and review. We are still digging out of a hole from someone in South America who's given me one star three times. Uh, Thanks guys. Tune in again next week. Bye.